0: shows lean left some lean right but we lean local and business this is north georgia business radio x with phil benelli for the next hour we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them find us on facebook at north georgia business radio x and online at north georgia business radio now here's phil benelli
1: as we wrap up the year of growing our businesses, working to grow our markets and do the things we have to do, what are you doing to relax and get some time away? Uh, on this edition of North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm joined by Mr. Neil Brinsma, owner of Kendall Ridge Luxury Cabins. When I think of relaxing and getting away from it all, am I attracted by the thought of beautiful views of the mountains? Yes, I am. Check that box. Uh... Uh, of of a, a rustic cabin, but with a cool modern twist. Yes, check that box. Within an hour of North Atlanta, check that box. All these wonderful things. Anyway, Neil, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Phil. Great to be here.
1: Um, Neil, it's been so great just getting to see... From afar, the little bit I've got to see of your journey, and I, I'd, I'd love to hear more, but, you know, Neil has been my friend for quite a while, and he had this dream of of getting this property in Alonaga, building these luxury cabins, which have just done amazing. And so tell us, Neil, tell the audience, what is Kindle Ridge?
2: Sure. Kindle Ridge is a place for couples to come and indulge in nature. hmm there, you can't find something like what we offer in Northeast Georgia. So we have modern luxury cabins for couples. We've got outdoor showers, hot tubs, and just the overall aesthetic um, is just absolutely beautiful. And so um, there are a lot of cabins in the mountains in Northeast Georgia, but there are not cabins like what Kendall Ridge uh, brings to the table uh, which is just a modern flair on the traditional cabin. A lot of the cabins in the area were built uh, around the 90s mm. and before then. And so now there's this kind of a there's a newer movement to build unique luxury stays in the short-term vacation rental space. And so that's what we've brought to the area.
1: All right. And these are amazing, folks. Go check it out It's Kindle Ridge,
2: kindleridge.com.
1: Kindleridge.com. Kindle mm-hmm. Check it out. This was not something you grew up doing. Where did but you found this niche, and you went all in in an amazing way? How did you get this idea?
2: Yeah, so so Airbnb. I don't know exactly when Airbnb la- launched, but I was an early adopter as a um, as a guest staying in Airbnbs. Mm. Definitely found um, you know if I had to travel somewhere if we're going on vacation, finding unique Airbnb stays. Um, I enjoyed a lot more than staying in a a normal hotel stay. And so, in 2015, my wife and I did a little anniversary trip. I think it was her, our second anniversary, and we stayed in a I don't, it was a luxury treehouse of sorts in uh, South Carolina, and it was just an awesome stay. And so, we paid 150 dollars a night at that time in 2015. And then I thought about it a few years later. I was like, I'm wondering how they're doing now. It was like, I think it was in 2018 to three years later, they're charging $500 a night. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What is happening? Because like the structure itself, I was like, it didn't cost that much to build that. But it was just so unique, one of a kind. I realized like, oh, people are really interested in just unique stays and there's a huge market for that. I mean, $500 a night, that's just insane because it's in this random area, just kind of farmland around and in some trees. But it wasn't – the area itself wasn't like a draw. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if the structure itself is is so unique that people are just willing just to go there just to stay there, there's something there in the marketplace And so that's when my wheels really started to turn. I was like, is that something I could get into? Could I pull together some resources and know-how to make something like that happen in Dahlonega, in this area? And that's kind of where it got got the start.
1: Wow. And tell us about the property. There's three luxury cabins. So we
2: have three right now. We're on 40 acres. It backs up to the national forest land which is really awesome the views look at the national forest Mm. uh, so there's no like structures visible uh that you're looking at um and it's just 10 minutes north of uh downtown dahlonega so in an awesome area all these vineyards are all around the area so there's when i was meeting with um this with the city Mm. with the county planning they said we actually have a need for more lodging due to all these other venues that have opened mm-hmm. up, all these wedding venues, all these vineyards. Like there's people coming to the area and they're not able to find enough accommodation. Um, and so that was really music to my ears, obviously, knowing that even though we're just building three little cabins at the time, we'd, there definitely would be a need for just lodging in the area itself, whether it was going to be a unique stay
1: or not. When I hear this, I think... In some ways, it sounds like a no-brainer, and lots of people would think, oh, wow, that I could see this working. I could go do this. And so many people have great ideas, but so few execute on the ideas, and you did. So kudos to you. If, if I look at the success of, of our guests on the show, action is just a key word, right? But an, a, a reason why so many folks don't take the action is because it's never easy. And when you were doing this, we're, now we're seeing it, you guys are amongst the top Airbnbs.
2: Sure. we're As far as I'm aware, we're the top Airbnbs in the whole Northeast Georgia area. In terms All right. of In terms of occupancy, the the cost per night to stay there, it's just kind of through the roof, and I'm not able to find anyone else that's comparable in the area.
1: All right. But it didn't just... Happened it you didn't just go close on the land and throw up these cabins. No. A tremendous amount went into it. What were some of the challenges you had?
2: Yeah, there were there were many challenges, and that's <laughs> when I started to realize, oh, no wonder no one's doing this because it's so hard to do. Right. Just to get it off the ground. Not that you can't, but it just you're right, it's well, execution. You
1: did. Cowbell to that.
2: <laughs> so it... To give you an idea, we started construction at probably one of the worst times during COVID, okay? So this was in 2021. Lumber prices were at an all-time high. And we, we asked our builder to buy lumber ahead of time because we had a feeling prices were, would go up, and he did not. Oh. And so we paid at least triple on just the lumber cost. So you're thinking... I mean right from the start you're just wondering if this is this project going to finish are we going to run out of money and uh because the goal was to build three cabins but we only built two to start because we realized we we're running out of money fast so right. we we're just focusing on getting these two off the ground uh so that was the first challenge it was just <laughs> covid right through a wrench and a lot of people's plans it did for us in the construction industry uh for sure and uh having having to pivot you know our scope was the first challenge uh that came to pass
1: one thing I I recall though from talking to you during that time period, is that you 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 scale down on number, but you did not scale down on quality one bit.
2: That's true. We we debated on you know where we were going to shave money, and we just decided we have this vision. We have, based on what we could tell that there's going to be a, a desire for what we're going to bring to the table, so we're going to go ahead and pay extra money like any construction project usually is over your budget and it it certainly was for us too um we probably paid 100 percent more than we were planning (laughs) to in in 2019 uh but it was it ended up being so worth it so it worked out but there was definitely a lot of like sleepless nights for sure Mm -hmm. wondering is this going to work out
1: which one thing i would say to anyone out there listening to neil's awesome story those sleepless nights and that stress should not be thought of as uh something strange or odd. If you are wanting to embark on a meaningful project, I would think of that as the norm. The norm is that there are headwinds that come your way you cannot foresee. The norm is that things are gonna go over budget. You're gonna have problems. Again, that's why people don't <laughs> that's why they don't do it. But it's it's worth getting through the breaking surf. You have these extra challenges and costs but you held on to the vision and what are some of the i remember you putting in just really cool features and you you did have to update some things as you went along but i felt like you made them better you never skimped on quality
2: right Right. exactly so all the materials were i want to call them necessarily higher they're on the higher end from what you could do so like we did standing seam uh roofing right versus shingle or Mm -hmm. corrugated steel or Mm -hmm. something um we did a lot of Tile work. Okay. Right? You can do like, oh, you just need a little bit of tile in the bathroom, some backsplash. But we did the bathroom just has a ton of square footage of tile, and the tile
1: we chose was expensive because we wanted to make it look unique. You want to look great. I we're gonna pick back up with some of the special features after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. something's worth doing, it's worth doing with excellence. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Neil Brinsma of Kindle Ridge. Neil, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Phil. Right before the break, um, we were discussing, as you were going through the process of building out Kindle Ridge, (laughs) lumber prices were three times what they had been, all sorts of other issues, but you committed to your vision of of making an excellent property, um, which has certainly paid off. What were some of those things? The outdoor showers, using the nice tile throughout. What are some of the other special features?
2: Just the architecture as well. So, Mm -hmm. for example, one of our cabins has a hot tub on a second-story deck all by itself, (laughs) which – The builders were always like, why are you going to put it up there? Like, let's just put it down here. I'm like, no, I think it'd be cool up there. I think people think it would be cool to have a hot tub up there with a spiral staircase. And we were right. So people are just attracted to things like that. Or we spent a lot on decking. So the deck is much larger than the cabin itself because we just created all this outdoor space to enjoy the scenery. Um, We made a terrace deck, which is, I don't think I've really seen that before. So, there's two levels on another cabin where it drops um, 30 inches, and that allows the handrail on the upper deck to not be in your line of sight. So you get to really enjoy those sweeping views. It kind of feels like you're floating in the view while you're on the deck, which is a really cool experience.
1: Kind of like an infinity pool, but an infinity deck. Yeah,
2: exactly, Phil. That's exactly right. It was, it's all For me, it was all about how do I maximize using the view in the architecture itself? So people are always... Uh, feel immersed in the nature, in that view, in the scenery. Um, yeah, we made a, a a day bed, net bed thing, which I don't haven't seen done before, but it's it's basically like the size of a queen bed, but it's a net, and it hangs from the uh, the rafters over the deck, and it's just another place to to relax. Wow. Yeah.
1: Focus on again outdoors, the view and relaxing and romance really because you're focused on couples sure the the investments you made which had which were way more than planned and were scary you were crystal clear it sounds like on your vision you weren't just a cabin you were this luxury outdoor nature driven experience for couples and thus while you had to spend a lot more capital it was crystal clear on why because you knew your target market and i think that that's a key thing audiences it's it's going to cost more than you think and it's going to take more time than you think for whatever project so be crystal clear on who you are what your value add is and direct those dollars at that you don't probably you're probably not focused on having an amazing like i don't know there's certain things that don't have to be amazing You don't have to be – it doesn't have to be a huge square footage inside.
2: Correct. It's
1: focused on outside. It doesn't have to be a kitchen where a chef is going to come and whip up food for 20 people. That's not needed, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, we've got kind of a kitchenette set up, so it's not a full kitchen, but people don't mind at all.
1: That's not what they're there for. They're not there for that. You could have spent twenty grand more per unit on that and out in the return but you were crystal clear on where you want to be and i just think that's such such a great lesson a few more of the issues because again when i hear your story it's so awesome it's it is an amazing property it's been very successful and i think people should know how difficult things are not to deter them from doing things but to make sure they're ready to embark and that Look, you you can have some great success, but you have to get through the breaking surf. So what were some other issues that you faced?
2: Sure. Yeah. So one of probably the largest issue was working with the builder. Uh, we actually had to part ways with him mm. um, during the process. And some of this is just rookie mistakes on my part because, uh, you know, I was new at this, didn't really know how to ask the right questions or pay attention to certain things. I should have known were signs that this wasn't going to work out. Um, but unfortunately that builder, um, he was not transparent with money. So, mm. you know, we, we, we had a contract. We had, um, I put together an itemized list uh, with him about what everything would cost. And he agreed that, yes, I can build this cabin for, for this cost with these items. But then he'd be like, Hey, we don't have any, uh, you know, money in the budget for that big deck. Uh, for that material you wanted you wanted to use that composite board that's three times as expensive as normal lumber i'm like well on our contract that's what we wrote we said composite deck <laughs> and so you tell me why that why you didn't plan for that you, yeah it'd be like some hour-long story and no clear answer <laughs> and, and we kept having issues like that where like I feel like I'm not able to communicate with this person because mm-hmm. I have to manage the budget mm-hmm. and it sounds like we don't have enough money, but you can't give me a straight answer why. And I would say, well, Hey, let's work on this together. How about we just sit down, we'll look at all your receipts that you've got, and we could just understand the numbers. Cause I'm still not understanding. And he he never wanted to go that direction with getting, bringing more transparency to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, was trying to work with him to to make it work, and so I came up with a new method of working with him. All right, we're going to give you this must this much money when these things are completed, and we'll I'll buy these items, and then he it just became a lot of um, red tape for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he, he decided, you know, what? I think you guys need a new builder, mm. which I was kind of relieved in some sense, but mm-hmm. a little scared because it's like I didn't have a backup builder ready to go.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
2: going from scratch again, right, and so. So he actually opted out, and then I was left to figure out, what are we going to do? And instead of getting another builder, I just became the general contractor, which I haven't done before. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do something like that when you haven't seen all the pieces completed. It, like, like, have, like, an example of what this looks like, right. and you're just sort of figuring out what the next step is. Um, but I learned a lot more through that process, and I hope saved quite a bit of money, too in that process
1: you I didn't realize that you had to take over to that degree one thing I really love about this so you were having issues which as you pointed out some of that was a rookie mistake and and it sounds like you tried to do a good job a very good job of communicating and pre-planning but you were not getting that reciprocated you did not say well I'm getting rid of this guy and just getting some new guy because then you might have had the same problems you stepped back, worked hard to to refine and clarify the communication, and I I guarantee you that going through that process, even though you ended up needing to part ways with the builder, that put you in the position where you could effectively do what you did, or you could have gotten if you would have found another builder, you would have had things set up better. But if you had never started, if you'd never taken the action, and you hadn't attempted to adjust, you wouldn't know that. Kudos to you. So now you're, hey, if somebody needs some cabins built, Neil knows how to get right. it done.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel a lot more confident going into to building things, uh, having to manage the process myself now for sure. So that was I'm happy for that in hindsight, but during it it was just scary because I was like, I don't even know really what I'm doing here.
1: Right. So many times, so many times, that's where the big leap for, leaps forward are. You have to do something new. Either a customer wants something different from you or you have to get a different result and you, you are committed to doing it even though you don't know how. There's there's so much out there. I, and I know you and you're a meticulous, well thought through high strategy guy. There's ways to figure things out. And, and you did that. You were committed to it. So you found a way. Did you stub your toe along the way? I'm sure. But oh, here we are.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And right before we were... Um gonna open we we're doing our final inspection right and this is where i was like crap this is what i get for being the one to finish the project and they're like yeah we can't open this cabin because it doesn't meet you know the basic criteria for the inspection i was like what are you talking about <laughs> and uh and they, they were bringing up that um that there's you don't have an emergency exit for this cabin because it's a, it's a one-room cabin and there's only one way out because all the windows are fixed
1: but we're gonna pick up with that right back this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. Ready, aim, 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 fire. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with my pal Neil Brinsma of Kindle Ridge. Uh on the prior segment, we were talking through some of the challenges that Neil had as he was uh, getting ready to open Kindle Ridge, North Georgia's premier luxury cabin, um, or group of cabins. And one of those, <laughs> right before the break he was sharing, is when he went to get, I guess, the CO, tell, tell yeah, the us, the final inspection, yep.
2: open up. And um, usually, you know, they have some small things to tweak, no big deal, get those taken care of. But they had a big one, which was, hey... You need to add another entrance to your cabin and these are small cabins they're 480 square feet you don't just pop in another door somewhere (laughs) um you know all the windows were uh, picture frame windows so they don't didn't open um so it's just one door to get in and out and and so you need to have another exit and i was like what and i was like can you show me where in the code you're referring to that talks about this so they pointed it out but that's not what the code says so it was their interpretation of the code, which is a bedroom needs to have egress and escape to the outside. That's what the code says. Well, mine are one room bedroom <laughs> cabin. So the bedroom is the cabin <laughs> and the way you get outside is through the front door. So it was kind of an interpretation thing and and so we they didn't like that, but we they we kinda settled on uh, well, they said, if you put a fire extinguisher in there, then you know, we'll call it good. But in the future, we don't want you doing this. We, we'd like for you to have you know another option to get out, which in hindsight, I'm like, yes, I should have planned for that. That makes sense. Um, but we worked it out. But it was another moment where we we need to open. We need to generate cash and money to pay the bills. And we were out of time, right? Out of cash and out of time. And so... I'd, I was like, oh, no, like, this is going to set us back by months. If we're going to have to add something like this in here. Yeah. What's going to happen? But it worked out.
1: Well, kudos to you for when an obstacle comes up and this obstacle obstacle came with a presented solution. Neil, you can't open yet because of this. Here's what you need to do. And you did not accept that initial solution. You did not handle it, however, by losing your cool and yelling at the inspectors, which would not have done any good. You took a step back, did your research, and knowing you, I guarantee you already had looked at the code and knew it pretty well, took a look at it, presented an alternative solution, which was somewhat irrefutable because you knew the rules and regs of the code. Kudos to you. (laughs) Yeah, so it's... (laughs) You, there's a door into the bathroom or the bedroom, which is the cabin. That's right. it. What more do you need? And in a 480 square foot cabin, what is the likelihood there's going to be a blazing fire blocking you from the door? But I don't know. But
2: either way, I'm just glad it worked out.
1: Amen. All right. Any other? All right. So we, when we talk about these cabins, which so they're they're um, beautiful decks, great outdoor spaces. If you haven't already, go to kindleridge.com check them out look at the pictures they look amazing Um, what are the plans for the future these three cabins are rocking along exceeding your expectations what's next
2: yeah so we're really happy with how we're doing we'd like to add at least three more cabins um, because we do have three spots that have incredible views so that's definitely phase two is to build three more cabins Uh, so hopefully in 2024 we'll be starting construction on our next cabin um, and go from there
1: I love it, I think you talked about before having some other sort of structure like a sure little yeah tower that's or that's
2: also part of the potential plans to build a large fire tower, like a lookout tower <laughs> so I actually have engineered plans for it. It's almost sixty feet tall, wow, um, but it would have almost three hundred and sixty degree views of of the mountains, and that's just another way to to make the space look unique
1: Wow, there's three more spots. And these are all on the ridge. Was it was it already called Kindle Ridge?
2: No, that's that's the name we came up with. Right. It didn't have its own
1: name. I like it. You've got all this that's 40 acres. Only so much of it is on the ridge. Is the plan for the non-ridge part without the views just to be kind of like a little nature preserve? Or what are your thoughts yeah, there?
2: could be. We could expand, do more things. It's kind of... It's kind of we'll see how everything goes because we could put a wedding venue down there, Mm -hmm. but like, well, that's a lot of work. All these things are a lot of work, so you start wondering like, is it worth the amount of more work that you're going to do now, or how would I get someone to manage it? Because right now I manage everything, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a lot of time. Some people think throwing up an Airbnb doesn't take any time. It maybe doesn't have to, but if you want to keep most of the money yourself, then you're going to do a lot of work.
1: Right. And on that note. When you started this, you had another job. You were the head of an HR group. Correct. And this is now your full-time gig, which is it awesome. Is. When did you make that leap?
2: Yeah, so I made it in the beginning of October. Of uh, this just, year? Just transitioned oh, to being wow. self-employed, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things where it had to cash flow enough for everything to make sense. And so I definitely was working my full-time job while we were getting this off the ground. And I wasn't really sure when that transition would happen, but they've done so well that my time frame for becoming self-employed was able to move up significantly.
1: You had to go. There's there's just, again, this tough period. We talked about some of the logistical challenges, some of the cost challenges, but also time, because you, you, you're you not just independently wealthy where you could just focus all your attention this. So you're working your job, raising three kiddos, And building this out. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of time. Um, But you had this plan. You worked towards that plan. Now, because you have that cash flow going, I imagine that you're able to dedicate more of your time each week to really sitting down and strategizing on what is the wisest next move. You don't have to do anything.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, before it was just survival. We're just trying to open our doors, (laughs) get it out there. You know, and hopefully create a five star uh, experience. I didn't think it was a five star experience for most Mm -hmm. people, but they're giving us five stars. But now I have the time to optimize the business and think about all the tweaks and things I've been wanting to do and focus uh, to grow the business, but also create a better experience for people.
1: On that, you know, many of us have stayed at Airbnbs. One thing I thought was so interesting that you shared is how a key driver in this space is from social media influencers. How does that work?
2: Sure. Yeah. That's actually helped us a lot. So we've had, um, influencers find us. We didn't reach out to them. They just find us and ask to stay at our, our cabin. Um, so usually it's a, they stay for one night for free and they will, um, make content on their platform that advertises us. And so we just had someone stay again. It's the second time, Levi Kelly, he's got over a half million followers on YouTube Mm. And so he just stayed last week. So we're looking forward to his content dropping on YouTube uh, in the next couple weeks. Um, but that's a huge boost for us for just for marketing because people want to find a unique stay. And they're not necessarily looking at Dahlonega for a unique stay. Um, but if they see it on a social media platform, that answers their question. Oh, I want to – I don't – I never heard of Dahlonega before, but I'm just going there because that place looks cool.
1: Right. It's Levi Kelly approved exactly they're apparently following these influencers are they often unique to hey they their content is all about staying at cool places
2: so levi kelly's is yeah he is that's what he does all day every day he's just staying at cool places so all his followers want to find those places
1: wow and that is you don't do really any other marketing
2: no so thankfully you know most of our customer base right now is coming from either Airbnb. Okay. About 75% comes through Airbnb and 25% are direct bookings through our website, which mm. is really impressive because we just launched our website in the summer. Um so Airbnb is in a sense a marketing platform, right? But right. you are you are paying for that as well. They get a part of the part of the cost of stay.
1: They so it's that seems like it's a great tool because it's marketing, plus it's logistics. So yeah. It's booking through there. That's a win.
2: But in general, like, I don't have a marketing department. There's not a lot of marketing thought, you know. Uh, so it's just – it's been cool to how accessible it is to get into this space, you know. Um, it's just – you throw it up on Airbnb
1: and start getting bookings. And then make sure – the thing that you've done, which I love, is – A a beautiful thing about having a really high-quality value proposition is that when you put forth an excellent product, it markets itself because you're creating these fans. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Neil on North Georgia Business Radio X. In the words of the great American philosopher, Mario Andretti, if you're not a little out of control, you're not going fast enough. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Neil Brinesma, owner, founder, creator, visionary behind Kindle Ridge. Neil, I I didn't realize uh, in the last segment we were talking about, in October of this year... Merry Christmas, by the way. It's Merry it's Christmas Merry, season, Merry right? Uh, nothing says Christmas with your significant other, by the way, audience, more than a stay at Kindle Ridge.
2: Just yeah, we've got know. a couple Christmas dates open up, so Ooh. you guys need to hit up our calendar. Ooh.
1: Um, it, it, it was just two months ago that you went full time. Before that, you were working again in a you know pretty meaningful job you're yep. the hr director of a, of a growing company and you are a pretty efficient guy you're a disciplined guy you like routine which allowed you to do be building this out building it up at the same time but i know from prior discussions and from my experience when you are working on difficult things on multiple fronts it in itself if it doesn't kill you forces you to refine what were your experiences with that how did it make you better to be taking on this project as opposed to just working and then being done for the day
2: absolutely yeah so basically working two full-time jobs right my normal job that's paying the bills kendall ridge which isn't paying anything (laughs) but also say when you have kids too it's kind of similar like it just Mm -hmm. forces you to think differently about how you're gonna get stuff done in the day right and so you know when I was working the full-time job, I just realized I got to get so good at this, so efficient, so I have more time to focus on Kendall Ridge, because ultimately that's what I'm actually working towards. Uh-huh. And so you start to realize things that you do in your normal job that you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, Amen. Like, these conversations aren't productive. This isn't helpful to me. And, um, and you find that doing less can be more in terms of being just productive. Um, and so that was that was helpful in a sense. It was, it kind of, I didn't really consciously think much about it. It just was forced to, because I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get all this stuff done today. But you just, you focus on the one thing after the next, the most important thing first. And um, and pretty soon you're like, wow, I guess I got everything done that I was supposed to. Okay. And it wasn't always like that every day. But over right. t- over time, you know, I got better and better at it. And I thought, I thought on my, the job I was working at, I was like, oh, I I don't feel like I'm working enough hours for them. Um, But I kept getting praises for the work that I was doing. So I was like, well, the feedback I'm getting is positive. So I guess I'm doing okay.
1: I love it. Well, and you were in hindsight, sounds like you were doing a better job because you had to, you had to be more efficient. Um, And I, I I would hand that to you audience to say, you, you may not, you may love what you're doing, running your company or working at a company. I'm not telling you, go, go start a Kindle Ridge or start something. But if that's your goal, then look at how, how can I do it? How can I get more efficient? Or even if you were just focused on that one thing, really be ruthless and don't take it for granted. I'm going to work these eight or 10 hours a day at this. It's not about time. Always be ruthless about results, ruthless about results. And everyone will be better off for it um, I do I do wonder what some people do with all their day I mean some people are just going to be very uh, up to date on UJ football recruiting that's that's true I mean you,
2: you see that in the workplace a lot of people just having casual conversations that go on and on and you're like you're not working mm-hmm. so you know
1: gotta get her done gotta get right. her done uh, and you don't seem at all rushed you know you always seem very calm and cool and relaxed. And you're able to do that when you get your things done. Have have you ever read the book, A 4-Hour Workweek? I have. It's such a good one. I would highly recommend that to you, audience. In fact, if you think to yourself, I want to get more efficient and more effective, what am I going to do? Here's what you need to do, straight up. This is the recipe. You book yourself a stay at Kindle Ridge. You go to Amazon and buy A 4-Hour Workweek. You go stay there with a notebook and you read the book.
2: that's a good combination that's right there that's a
1: killer combo man is there a coffee pot in there or a oh yeah we, oh.
2: we got coffee covered
1: oh that's it that's the recipe I'm gonna go book my stay I tell you what <laughs> get Miss Benelli up in there um, well I am so excited for what you've done I um, it, it's been great audience I'm just telling you you know you hear the story and I learned some new things um, from Neil's story from this but what you want to achieve you can Neil was out there He was successful in his career He was an HR manager And he wanted to do something completely different He, he knew what he wanted to do Because of something he had experienced He had stayed at an Airbnb With a, with a treehouse theme Which you, know, you were initially going to call these treehouse I like the luxury co- uh, cabin better That fits it more But something that's focused on the outdoors Interacting with nature He had this experience So he looked further he developed a plan where he would have a unique space with higher margins in the marketplace. He did not just throw up any old cabin. He said, how can I differentiate myself? Which he did. He took then one of the craziest leaps ever when you sign that paperwork and you close down the property and burn the ships. So he took action. And then he kept marching forward whatever came his way um this contractor's not working out uh there's a pandemic lumber costs three times as much as it did whatever you just keep marching forward brother and look at you now how cool and you have dreams for what's gonna come next but um you're you're very wisely contemplating those. so again neil's story is unique neil's story is awesome but when you hear the guests on the show and these folks who've made great businesses, there are so many similarities. And so if you are out there running a business, I would just encourage you to um, keep pushing through the challenges, but do so with a clear vision and a clear strategy and adjusting as you need to. And if you're out there and you're listening and you're an aspiring business owner, buckle up because it's not going to be easy. Right. Neil's it easy. Not at all. Not at all. Is it worth it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's worth it. So listen to these things. Go back and definitely listen. Listen to, to Neil's episode on repeat. Listen to prior episodes, and go for it. Go big. Um, so let me ask you this, Neil: with the with you being an early adopter of Airbnb, you've created this amazing one, but you can't even stay at it because it's because it's booked and it's just for couples. You got three kids. Where's the next place that uh, the Bransma family wants to go to stay at an Airbnb?
2: right yeah so we'd love to go many places really any place would be fun with us as long as we <laughs> get away but uh hilton head would be a place right. i'd love to visit
1: have you booked this trip no we got to do that neil all right bringing the kids or a couple's trip
2: um well kids are getting older they might enjoy it as well
1: yeah and how old are your kiddos again Six and the twins are five. and that's another thing. If you think you oh, it's not the right time for me, I have too much going on, I can't chase my dream. Neil had three kids under the age of uh, when they when the twins were born. Yeah, we
2: had three kids, one and under
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> but it's worked out great for you It's worked it's wor- It's working as we go, <laughs> I
1: guess. <laughs> but look, Neil had all these little kids was working this other job this is hey go for it folks go for it folks and neil grew up in the dairy industry that's right which i think is neat and is the dairy still going on with the family or they switched to
2: beef we switched over to beef since dairy industry has struggled for a long time
1: okay we need to get your dad on the show oh yeah man ah all right so here's what we're gonna do neil we're gonna wrap up with a north georgia business radio x freestyle so i need you to give me a couple of things we're gonna freestyle about. <laughs> we being me okay what should we rap about neil
2: we got a rap about kendall
1: ridge kendall ridge what are some of the things we should talk about with kendall ridge
2: outdoor showers outdoor showers hot tubs views king size bed
1: okay king size bed
2: decks for days
1: decks for days okay bit clean phil Okay I'll do my best. Alright. Stand at Kindle Ridge, I'm feeling in a haze outside. Check it out the view with Dex for Days. Hot tub. Ooh, it's getting kind of spicy. Book it this weekend for me and the wifey. King size bed for 180 square feet. I can't wait to go there. It is so sweet. I tour showers for when things get a little dirty. Hiking out in the woods got my wifey acting flirty. Kindle Ridge. It is the best. Make you feeling so cool. Make you puff out your chest when you stay there. Romance in the mountain, North A, That's what I'm talking about. Can I please stay Kindle Ridge? Neil, thank you for joining us on North Georgia (laughs) Business Radio X.
0: You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time, and remember to support our local businesses.